Thank you. Thank you. It is great to be back at Eagle Brook. So happy to be a part of these services. Thank you for coming, being here. Now turn to the person on your right. Turn to the person on your right and with all your heart, say to them, I am happy you are here. I am happy you are here. Good job. Now turn to the person on your left. Turn to the person on your left. Say to them, I wish I was wearing your outfit. You would look so good in that outfit. You would look so good in that outfit. Now do this gently. Reach forward and pat the person in front of you on the back. Gently. Pat them on the back. Say to them, you are my new best friend. How great is that? How great is that you have a new best friend? Now turn around to the person behind you. Turn around to the person behind you. Say to them, then you should take me out to eat. Come on. They just said you were their best friend. Come on. Come on. I have a verse for you. And it's a verse to uh, lift your spirits. It's a verse to give hope to your heart. It's a verse that you can hang on to for the rest of your life. I love this verse. And if you don't know it, man, I would encourage you to grab a Bible sometime, underline it, highlight it, circle it. It is a verse for you for today. And it's found in a book that we don't often go to, at least some of us. And it's found in the book of Zephaniah. Zephaniah chapter 3 and verse 17. And it says this. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Now, I wish I could unpack the entire verse for you, but I only have time to hit the first three parts. Number one, the Lord your God is with you. You know, the first thing that jumps out at me when I read that is the Lord, your God. This needs to be your God. This can't just be my God or your mother's God or your father's God or your pastor's God. This has got to be your God. And can I remind you that there is a huge difference between knowing about God and knowing God personally. No matter what your political views are, you know about President Trump. You've seen him on TV. You've watched him on the internet. You've heard him on radio. You've read about him. But for you to know him personally, you'd have to have a face-to-face -face encounter with him. I understand you know about Jesus. I understand you know about Easter and you know about Christmas and you know other stuff. That's good. But have you ever had a face-to-face -face encounter with him? Have you ever come to a point where you have surrendered your life to him and said, Jesus, I want you to be my God? That's where it starts. 
And once you take that step, the great news is the Lord your God is with you. And by the way, your feelings do not dictate his presence. You feel good, Jesus is there. You feel lousy, Jesus is there. You having a good day, Jesus is there. You having a hard day, Jesus is there. Your feelings do not impact his faithfulness to you. Jesus is with you, and that is something you can depend upon no matter how you feel. The big question is, are you with him? This morning, are you with Jesus? I need some volunteers, and I'm just going to pick you who are in the front. Thank you for sitting in the front. I appreciate that, okay? Here we go. Uh, number one, I'm going to uh, pick the woman in the black just because you have your hand up on your face, and I know you're regretting that, but uh, you're going to be number one, okay? Number two, I'm going to pick the gentleman right here, sitting on the aisle right here. You're going to be number two. And uh, number three, uh, I'm going to just pick uh, the young man in the white top right there with the really nice necklace right there. All right, this is gonna be very simple, very easy, totally non-threatening. I'm gonna have you get up and come up here on the platform. <laughs> wait, 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 in just a second, wait. I'm gonna have you come up here on the platform. I'm gonna have a handheld mic. I'm gonna give you the mic. I want you to say your name nice and clearly so we know exactly who you are. And then I want you to tell us what did you study this morning in the Word of God? What did you study this morning in the Bible? What did God teach you this morning? And then I want to hear from you one answer to prayer you've had this week. Don't tell me about a week ago, a missions trip, a month ago. No, 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 no. This week. This week, one answer to prayer. Now, that's easy. That is easy. What did you learn this morning in God's Word and one answer to prayer? Here we go. And right before you come, one more thing. I'm not really going to have you do that. <laughs> These three are going, there is a God. Thank you. Thank you, I believe. But honestly, if we had to do that, for a lot of us, you know, it'd be hard. It'd be kind of embarrassing. We'd have to be like, um, <clears throat> um, okay, uh, okay, um, <clears throat> Uh, uh, it wouldn't. Whoa. Okay. You know, um, I, 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 I stayed up uh, uh, kind of late last night. And uh, I, you know, I, I knew I'd hear you. And so, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, ju I, ju I, ju I just didn't have time. I, I, you know, I, I, I didn't have time to read the Bible or, or you know, uh, pray. I'd say, okay. I go, what about last week? <laughs> it was a tough week. Um, a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, a lot of deadlines. I go, okay, what about last month? All right, it's been a tough life, okay? <laughs> For some of us, it has been a long time since we have personally pursued an intimate relationship with Christ. God is with you. There's no question about that. You can depend upon that. 
The question is, are you with him? Look, if you go home and you read your Bible and you pray now every day for the next 30 days, at the end of 30 days, is Jesus going to love you more than he loves you right now? And the answer is no. If you go from this service and you never read your Bible and you never pray, at the end of 30 days, is Jesus going to love you less than he loves you right now? And the answer is no. So when I tell teenagers this, oftentimes teenagers look at me and they say this. Well, then, like, um, well, then, like, uh, well, then, like, I don't get it. <laughs> then, like, why read my Bible? Then, like, why pray? Like, I don't get it. And this is what I say to them. I do not read my Bible so that God will love me. I read my Bible because I love God. I do not seek to pray so that God will love me. I pray because I love God. My friends, spend time with Jesus. Not because you have to, not because you're supposed to, not because you're on a guilt trip. Just do it because you love him. I hear people say this to me. Well, it's boring. It's boring, it's boring, it's boring. It's boring to be with Jesus. It's boring. You do the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Look, the key to your relationships with others, at least one of the keys is time. You're spending time. But you're not doing the same thing every time you spend time with him, right? I mean, if you're sitting by a good friend right now or husband or wife, you don't always go bowling, right? You don't go bowling every day? No, that would get pretty old pretty fast. No, you do different stuff. So why don't you do different stuff with Jesus? Yes, read the Bible. Yes. How about going to the book of Psalms or go to Proverbs or John or James and read the Bible? As you read it, ask yourself, anything God wants me to start doing? Anything I should stop doing? Any new thoughts that I can apply to my life? How about taking a walk and thinking of all the things you could thank Jesus for? How many things could you thank him for? 50? Come on, that should be easy. 100, 200, 500? All the things we take for granted, just thank him. How about driving, putting on some Christian music and just singing along? What about taking a day and journaling? What about worshiping him, thanking him for who he is? Those are just suggestions, things that you can do to mix it up with this in common. You are spending time with him. The Lord your God is with you. Now I want you to choose 
to be with him. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. First of all, he is mighty to save you. Where are you right now? What's going on in your life right now? What sin entangles you? God is ready, willing, and able to deliver you and to set you free and to save you. King David comes to God and says to God, I want to build you a temple. And God says to David, no, David, you have been a king of war. Your son will be a king of peace. He'll build me a temple. And along comes Solomon. And Solomon builds God a temple. And then there's a prayer of dedication. I don't know if you've ever read the prayer of dedication. It's pretty awesome. It's found in the book of 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 8. And in the midst of the prayer of dedication, there is a declaration that takes place that some of us miss. And I want to point it out to you. 1 Kings chapter 8 and verse 27. But will God really dwell on earth? The heavens, even the highest heaven, cannot contain you. How much less this temple I have built. I want you to consider this. God is bigger than his creation. When you think of God, what do you think of? Well, personally, I think of Jesus because Jesus had two hands and two arms and legs and feet. And yeah, I can grasp that. But if that's all you think of when you think of God as Jesus, you have missed out on some amazing aspects of God. Because I'm here to tell you, God is an awesome God, and he is bigger than his creation. Tonight, if you go outside and you get away from some of the lights, and it's a pretty clear evening, they say when you look up into the night sky, you can see about 2,000 stars. They say that in our galaxy, there are about 100 billion stars. And they say there are between 100 and 200 billion other galaxies. Now, how can we even comprehend that? Have you ever thought to yourself, how big is 100 billion? Well, let me, let me help you to visualize that. If I pick this uh, distinguished-looking man in the red right here, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you stand up, and I'm going to have you count to 100 billion. <laughs> and here's the deal. None of us can leave the sanctuary until you hit 100 billion. And let's say this young man can count 250 numbers a minute. 
Now, come on, that would be flying, man. He'd be like, what did you Let's say he can hit 250 numbers a minute. I want you to just think in your own mind, or you can share it with the person next to you if you want to. How long do you think it would take this young man counting 250 numbers a minute to count to 100 billion? Just guesstimate that. Now, all you math whizzes, you can be figuring this out later, and I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will check this out later. How long would it take him to count to 100 billion? You ready for this? It would take a little over 700 years. God is bigger than his creation. Do you know that if you took the sun and you hollowed it out, you could drop into our sun one million of our earths. Do you know that there are some stars and planets out there that if you hollowed them out, you could drop into them 500 million of our suns? How big is God? God is bigger than his creation. If you could travel at 186,000 miles per second, which by the way, is pretty fast. <laughs> How long would it take you to get to the next nearest galaxy? It would take you about 1,500,000 years. How big is God? God is bigger than his creation. Now tell me this. What is too hard for God? Where are you that God cannot save you? What are you going through that God cannot set you free? What is so difficult for our God? And the answer is nothing. We serve an awesome God and he is mighty to save. And this awesome God, bigger than his creation, cares about you. He cares whether you're having a hard day. He cares how you're feeling. He cares about the struggles. He cares about the tears. He cares about you. God is mighty to save you, and then he is mighty to save through you. I spend most of my time speaking to teenagers. That is why I am so weird. <laughs> I'm going from here to spend uh, two weeks of summer camp in New Jersey. One week with high school and one week with middle school. How great is that going to be? So I sent this message out on social media to all my teenage friends. I asked this question. What is God doing through your life. And let me just read for you some of the responses. Maggie is 17 from Illinois and lives in Haiti for five weeks in the summer, helping the poorest of the poor, and she is raising $30,000 for Haiti. Jonah is 16 from Iowa 
he helped a blind homeless man by buying him groceries. Lauren is 18 from Minnesota. She is in Mexico helping build houses for those in need. Here's what she says, I quote, My heart is overjoyed as I'm preparing to take part in another adventure of a lifetime. Loving on the oppressed and bringing the hope and love of Christ to those in need. I will go wherever, whenever, and to whomever as long as it is for the glory of God. Justin is 17 years old from Nevada. He's become a worship leader who's formed a youth band to play weekly for mentally disabled children. Aaliyah is 15 from Wisconsin. She's autistic, but she doesn't let that hold her back. Her goal is to tell as many people as she can about Jesus. Charity is 17 from Wisconsin. There was no Christian presence on her high school campus so she started a Bible study on campus. Jake is 14 from Stuttgart, Germany, who now lives in Maryland. He went out for the play and invited the students to join him for prayer before practice. This cracks me up. The drama teacher forbid them from praying, so that encouraged more teens to join them. And now they walk across the street, pray, and come back for practice. Bailey is 18 years and lives in Florida. She has a heart for missions and serving others. And she's already ministered in Nicaragua, Mexico, Guatemala, and El Salvador. Seth is 18 years old from California. He told his friends and classmates that life is short, and he told them about Jesus. His father wrote me this. Seth just died of cancer. And at his funeral, 30 of his classmates came forward, stood at his casket, and asked Jesus into their lives. What about you? What about you? God is mighty to save you, but he's mighty to save through you. What are you sensing the living God doing in and through you? And I want to tell you, it really isn't that difficult. It really isn't. Let me just make a suggestion to you. Here's what you do. You tell Jesus that you're available Number two, you ask him to set up some divine appointments for you. And then number three, just be willing to do random acts of kindness. Just do random acts of kindness. And God will open amazing doors of ministry for you. Just this week, I'm walking into the supermarket and there's an older woman, looks like mid-70s in front of me in a beautiful dress. And I walk past her and I turn around and I said to her, I just want you to know that dress is beautiful and you look great. And she just, bing, she just got the biggest smile on her face. 
Oh, she was like, oh, thank you so much. Just a word. Just a word from you can transform a life. A kind word is like a cup of cold water to a person who's thirsty in a desert. How about going out for something to eat? How about deciding as a family, you're going to go someplace really, really nice. And while you're sitting, waiting in the drive-thru, decide... (laughs) Decide as a family, you're going to order a dessert. So you order and you order the dessert. When you get up to the window, before they hand you the bag, say to the person, take the dessert out of the bag. Because if you touch it, they're not going to be able to take it back. So they'll take the dessert out of the bag. Say to them, now just give it to the car behind me. And say to them, have a great day. Why can't you just be kind to others? Why can't you just perform random acts of kindness? Why can't you be available? Why can't you pray for divine appointments? The answer is you can. And then God will be mighty to save through you. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save And he will take great delight in you. All right, I'm going to confess something to you right now. And for some of you, you are going to be shocked. Others of you, you will be disappointed. Some of you will be dismayed. I understand your opinion of me will drop severely, perhaps. But I'm going to do it anyway. Here we go. I don't really like small children. (laughs) Now, I'm not talking about my grandchildren, for crying out loud. My grandchildren are perfect. I'm talking about your children, (laughs) right? And I'm not talking about elementary. I'm talking about little ones. I mean, I don't get them. I don't get them. And look, the feeling is mutual. Little kids don't like me. When I meet a little kid and I say, oh, hi, They look at me and go, so they don't. We just don't get along. We don't connect. I don't understand them, okay? I'm just confessing it to you. So a while back, I'm sitting in my office. And by the way, I have offices around the world. And if you are ever by one of my offices, please, please drop in. So I'm sitting at Starbucks and I'm doing some work. And the door opens, and I glance up, and it's a woman with a small little girl, and I don't know them, so I look back down, I continue to work. And then the manager walks over. This is in Rockford, Illinois, where I live. The manager walks over, and the woman, the little girl, are with the manager. So I stand up at the table, and he goes, I just want to introduce you to my wife and daughter. I'm like, oh, well, wow, nice to meet you. And I shake the woman's hand and I look at the little girl and I smile and I say hi. And she just looks at me and that's it. Boom, we're done, nothing. So a few days go by, I'm back in Starbucks. I'm doing some work. The door opens, I look up. Ah, it's the woman with the little girl again. 
And the woman and I make eye contact, and I smile, and she smiles, and I wave, and she waves. And I look at the little girl, and I smile, and the little girl looks at me, and her eyes, boom, they just get big. Her mouth opens, and she lets go of her mother's hand, and she starts to run across Starbucks. So immediately... I look to see who's behind me. (laughs) And there's nobody behind me. So I slip out of my chair and I get down on one knee and this little girl runs into my arms, throws her arms around my neck and says to me, I've missed you so much. (laughs) I'm like, oh, well, I've kind of missed you too. Um, Wow, she just doesn't want to let go. I sit down, she gets on my lap. She's just talking to me. She's sharing all this stuff. The mother comes over and goes, honey, let's go get a treat. No, no, she doesn't want to leave me. She wants to stay there. The mother looks at me and she goes, this is very unusual. I say to her, you're telling me. (laughs) Every time I see that little girl, she is so excited to see me. She brings me pictures, things she's colored, things she's made. Now listen, I have never heard God speak to me audibly. Okay, I've never heard a voice in a room being God's voice. Some of you have, and that must be awesome, but I've never experienced that. But certainly... I've sensed God speaking to me in my mind. I'm doing my devotions or something, and I can sense him speaking to me. So I'm doing some devotions, and I'm writing some stuff, and I'm thinking, and it's like God says to me, remember the little girl? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah. It's like he says, Remember how excited she is to see you? And I'm like, yeah. And God says, that's how I feel about you. God doesn't just like you. God doesn't just love you. God delights in you. God runs to you. God looks forward to hanging out with you. God looks forward to kayaking with you and biking with you and running with you and getting coffee with you and hanging at the mall with you and playing volleyball and shooting baskets and living life. He delights in you. And let me tell you something. He doesn't delight in you because you perform a certain way. I have four children, Justin, Julia, Kelly, Garrett. When my children were first born and they handed that child to me and I looked at this baby, I fell in love. Like that, boom, I fell in love. Now let's be honest. What could this baby do for me? This baby can't do anything for me. All this baby does is eat, cry, sleep, and poop. That's it. 
but I don't love this baby because it can do something for me. I love this baby because it's my child. Because it's my son. Because it's my daughter. God does not love you because you perform for him. God doesn't love you because you act a certain way. God loves you and delights in you because you are his child. Because you are his son. Because you are his daughter. Now, how do you respond to a God who treats you like that? I don't know about you, but my heart just sings to love him and to follow him and to serve him. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. And he will take great delight in you. Let's all stand together. Right now, this very moment, why don't you come home? Why don't you come home? What's standing between you and Jesus? It's not worth it. And I don't care how many steps you've taken away from Jesus. It's one step to come back home. One step. And your heavenly father will be waiting with his arms wide open. Maybe you just need to know that the Lord your God is with you. You need that security. Maybe you need to be saved because he's mighty be saved. And today is a great day to be saved. Or maybe you have hit the wall emotionally. You've hit the wall spiritually. Life is hard. And you just need to know that your God delights in you and to know the joy of your salvation again. Why don't you come home? I'm going to pray with you right now and I'm going to invite you to take whatever steps you need to take. Let's pray together. If you need to be saved, if you don't know Jesus personally, if you've never surrendered your life to him, pray after me silently right now. Lord Jesus, I know I've made a lot of mistakes. I've made some really bad choices. I've sinned. I'm sorry for those sins. I ask you to forgive me of those sins. Right now, I open my life to you. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Take control of my life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you that my sins are forgiven. Thank you that you are in my life. And Jesus, I want you to know 
that I love you. You who already know Jesus, but you need to come home, then just pray after me right now. Just tell Jesus you're sorry for whatever sin there is in your life. Just be real specific about that right now. And as far as the east is from the west, he'll remove that sin from your life. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. You are free. Your sin does not define you. Jesus defines you. Now, secondly, ask the Holy Spirit to fill and control you again. And now, thirdly, just tell Jesus you love him. We don't do that enough. To say, Jesus, I do stupid things, I say stupid things, but I do love you. Welcome home. Welcome back where you belong. Jesus, thank you for what you've done this morning. And to you and you alone belong the honor and the glory and the praise both now and forevermore. I pray your blessing, your richest blessing upon these men and women. And I pray and I ask this in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Up on the screen, you're going to see my contact information. Why? Because I just want to say to you, if I can encourage you down the road, I'd be happy to do that. I read every message personally, and I respond to every message personally. So come be my best friend on Instagram or Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Write me, and I promise you I will write you back. Also, you will notice if you go to... Something there. If you select text believe to 555-888, you are going to get some resources to help you in your walk with Christ. So if you came to Jesus for the first time, or if you came back home, here are some wonderful resources for you. Go there and check that out. They're going to go ahead and put my uh, social media back on that screen right there if you want to put them down. Uh, there are going to be prayer counselors up in the front. Come down and let people to pray for you. If you ask Christ in your life, it'd be cool if you shared that with somebody. Also, I'm going to come off the platform right over there. And if you'd like to talk with me, I would be happy to talk with you. I want you to go now in the peace and in the presence of Lord God Almighty. You are dismissed.